and welcome to PCTY Talks. I'm your host, Sherry Simpson. During our time together, we'll stay close to the news and info you need to succeed as an HR pro. And together, we'll explore topics around HR thought leadership, compliance, and real life HR situations we face every day. On today's episode, I have Dr. Shirley Davis with me to talk about this new next, this new normal culture in this remote work environment. Dr. Shirley Davis is an accomplished corporate executive with global workforce management experience and a certified leadership coach and master of reinvention. She is president of SDS Global Enterprises with over 25 years of business experience in a variety of senior and executive leadership roles with Fortune 100 companies and served as vice president of global diversity and inclusion and workforce strategies for the world's largest HR membership association, SHRM, the Society for Human Resource Management. So Dr. Davis, thank you so much for jumping on with us today. Good morning, Sherry. It is a pleasure to be here. Thanks for hosting this important conversation. So I thought we could get started with how should we think about culture differently in this new next? Oh, wow. Culture has really been, I think, under a major disruption and a major shift. And, you know, when we think about culture, culture is a combination of the norms combination of the values and the behaviors. And, you know, culture is is like the wind. You can't see it, but you can experience it. You can feel it. You know it's there. So as we look at this new environment, you know, I think culture should always be evolving and should always be changing. But in this new environment where we're forced to work now differently, work from home, some working in hybrid environments, I think it's important for us to recognize that our values are still important, that we still have to have the right kind of attitudes and have some expectations of how we still work together, how we treat each other, how we collaborate. So culture is about the ways that we all um, contribute to the, I think the experience, right? The experience of employees, right? So it is, for example, before culture used to be, you can walk into the halls and, you know, whoever greets you, that kind of lets you know a little bit about the culture. You get a chance to look around the hallways and see what's on the walls, what's the artifacts, and you you get a chance to kind of see the setup. Now it's in a virtual environment, and it's really about how do we make people feel when we engage, when we talk, when we interact? Are we including them? Are we bringing them into the conversation? Are we ensuring that people are taken care of, feeling good? Do they have, you know, the support that they need and the resources? That's the culture, right? It's how we think about each other, how we work together, how we get the work done, uh, and certainly how we ensure that everyone is set up for success. I like that you mentioned uh, the posters on the wall. You know, we we have company values, obviously, here at Paylocity, and um, we do have some of that on our walls, but it's it's definitely different. It's not like a poster. Uh, and we recently actually made the transition to think remotely and, and created values gifts that can be used. So um, it's definitely a, a different feel. So how do how do we make that transition? You know, when I think about this fully remote environment, how do we make sure that we're keeping remote workers engaged? Yeah, there it's really important. And again, you know, we this pandemic I think gave a lot of 
Um, it, it opened up a lot of doors and it opened up a lot of eyes. And I think it was very revealing because a lot of times, look, I've been a consultant for a number of years, but I've been in HR for nearly 30 years. And, you know, part of culture creation and policies and strategies come through HR. And I can tell you how difficult it was prior to the pandemic to even convince leaders that you can work flexibly. And that includes you can work virtually and remotely. Many of them didn't buy into that until so they were forced to have to buy into it, right? And so now as we look at this new reality and people are working now more remotely and have been doing it for nearly a year, that has helped us to all see that work can get done. We just have to ensure that people have the kind of support that they need. And I think as leaders, we want to encourage engagement. We want to check on each other. We want to make sure that um, even though we've got a lot of things going on and in the workplace, now that we're home, we even have a lot more things going on. We've got a lot more um, inter interruptions, right? We have a lot more uh, the things around us, right, that may be a bit of a distraction. And so we have to ensure that if we're going to, you know, hold on to parts and pieces of our culture that we have to and be, I think, open to the fact that people do work differently. I love the comment about being in HR so long and, and trying <laughs> to give in that C-suite that people can work remote, can have flexible schedules. You know, one of the things that I think HR is, is trying to struggle with an answer right now is how do we take that great culture that we've had with everybody on site and translate that so that those that are working remote or hybrid feel the same culture as those working on site? What advice yeah. do you have around that? You know, I'm I'm not a believer that you're going to have, uh, you know, a equal level of, of people feeling the culture. Right. I think that it is going to be different for those who are at work versus those who are at home because there's the FOMO. Right. There's that fear of missing out. What am I not experiencing? Right. But I think what we can do as best as we can is to try to bring, bring the culture to them and allow them to also maintain the culture with us while we're at the office. So part of that, what I have loved uh, and enjoyed doing is some companies, like for people who are not in the room, right? We may have their pictures up if they're not there, like they may be on a call, but they can't necessarily turn on their video. So I've seen people do cutouts of employees and it's really nice and cute to have them around the table for those of us who may be in the office physically. That's a lot of fun. But I also think too, it is just keeping them connected, giving them them parts of the meetings that you got to have and let them take leads on that. Let, allow them to have collaboration rooms where they can work together during the meetings, but then they're also working together after the meetings and they're staying in touch. I've even loved some of the real creative things that I've seen companies do with having happy virtual happy hours, but it would be that uh, people at work could also join in some of those happy hours as well as those that are at home. You know, whether it is potlucks, right? I've seen some virtual potlucks. I've seen companies celebrate virtual birthdays. So I went to one, let me tell you what, I went to one that was awesome. One of the employees was turning 50, the big 5-0, and the company, the team turned, uh, they, they threw a party uh, for this, uh, this particular leader, and everyone got a chance to come into the virtual room, but they also had some that were at the workplace. They had it really nicely decorated. They had um, the DJ that was on the virtual, uh, it was a virtual DJ who joined, and everyone who was there got to put down their favorite song and you just get a chance to dance. When your song came up, they spotlighted you on the Zoom. It was really cute, right? So you got to learn how to be creative. The last thing too, I'd say in some of the great ideas I've seen is some of the companies have just sent care, um, care packages 
to uh, to employees at their house, right? Um, when there's been anniversaries, they've sent them, whether it's an Amazon gift card, just letting them know you're still thought of, we haven't been forgotten, and to let them know we care and that we're thinking of you. So many creative ideas out there right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I love the birthday party. I love the cutout idea. Something that we did is we actually did a virtual talent show Oh my goodness. I was blown away at the talent in our organization. We had everything from fire dancers to impressionists to, um, we had a a piano performance. What did you do? What was your, Uh, your my role was host. I emceed it. (laughs) Um, it. Look, you know what? Another one that was really good too was um, you find out what are some of the gifts and the talents of of your staff. And we found out too, for some of my clients, they invite me to stuff like this. So it's fun. But one of them found out that she was a really excellent cook. So guess what she did? They had her do like a virtual cooking class. So she literally had you all get all the ingredients and stuff and you could come on virtual and learn from, you know, chef, uh, named Chef Cherie. So <laughs> it was great. Just a lot of fun to do things like that. Another person was great with yoga. So she taught yoga class. And then another one was doing some of the morning workouts. So those kinds of like 10 minute workouts in a meeting, let's do some mindfulness stuff that helps a lot too. And it, it keeps it fun. All really great ideas. Um, as employees start coming back to the office, you know, we're going to see this rise in hybrid workforces for at least some, you know, especially with different levels of comfort around vaccinated and unvaccinated employees. What do you Mm -hmm. think about that hybrid workforce? Does anything you mentioned before change as we approach that? I think that's definitely going to be a a bit of a challenge for some companies who really have to have, um, you know, they, they feel like they have to have that face time. Uh, But I do think, though, with this hybrid workforce that you're going to have to set some expectations. And I think it's worthwhile to have that be a conversation among the staff that what's going to work well, what won't work well. What are some things that we're going to need to change? How you know, what's the best way to communicate? Talk about what the expectations are around collaboration. Um, How often do we want to have meetings? Right. And, you know, for some of those, it may be even though you're hybrid, Maybe we make a decision that at least once or twice a week you may come in or one, you know, a couple of times a month that you come in and we do want to have a, you know, all face to face meeting just so that, you know, that human touch and human connection still is very important. So it may just be some of that. It's also to not judging people who do choose to not get vaccinated for whatever reasons that are, that is. There are some, you know, people who for, you know, their religious purposes, their political views or whatever that is, that we don't make people feel uncomfortable and uh, and create an awkward situation to where it could turn into a hostile work environment. And we know that that wouldn't be a great way to preserve your culture. I think another piece of it too is uh, meeting people where they are, finding out what their needs are, if they're going to continue to remain, um, you know, hybrid in the hybrid workforce and some working from home, what might be some of their needs ongoing that they, that we can provide them the support as well. And then I think it's also making sure that we are clear and consistent in our communications. People want to stay connected, but they also want to stay informed. So those are some of the things that I think will be important. But we also have to prioritize what then really necessitates people to come into the office and and what doesn't, right? So it's all those kinds of considerations. But they're not beyond what we can't do, right? It's just a matter of rethinking how we we, we get it done. It's interesting that you mentioned not judging people for 
choosing not to be vaccinated. You know, it's interesting. This is such a, a public thing right now, but I don't know who has chicken pox vaccination or not. And I don't make decisions on who's going to be in the office based on that. So it's very it's a very interesting thing that we're navigating right now. And this um, piece of medical information for employees is so public and talked about. Um, as you think about this evolution, what DE&I considerations do we need to make when thinking about remote work culture? Um, there's a couple of them, right? So obviously, as we talk about um, making accommodations for people, you know, some have to stay home now because they've, you know, their parent, their parenting and some schools are still not open yet. Right. So we have to be considerate of that, of parents, whether it's single parents or both parents working from home. You know, again, I think that's a part of not judging people and their marital status, their family status, their, you know, whatever that might be. I think that's important. The other part of it too, is recognizing that you may have people who have disabilities or different abilities and they need to be engaged differently. I recognized and learned even over the year how even more important it was for me, even in doing presentations and in meetings with clients is don't assume that everyone can see, don't assume that everyone can hear. You may have people who are hearing impaired. So we've had to learn to turn, first of all, we had to learn to ask, are there some special accommodations that we need to make for that meeting, right? So that may mean turn on your closed captions. It may make, make sure that if you do have someone who may not be able um, to, to see certain things and they needed to be bigger. We needed to know that so that we could get it to them uh, in a different format uh, on PDF. If you're going to play a video, right, again, making sure that you got the closed caption on the video because they may not be able to hear it. So it's, it's thinking about some of those, but it's also recognizing that people now are you know, they have different cultures, different belief systems, different values, and we have to meet people where they are. I love that you touch base on those that are differently abled. I think that's a population that I, I'm personally continuing to be challenged with and and think through as I present some of those things that that you've that you mentioned. You know, we make sure now that we have closed captioning on everything. And and we're doing that because actually an employee raised their hand and said, like, hey, this is a problem for me. And um, so it's good. I mean, I think I think that goes back to what you said about, you know, listening and understanding your environment. So um Dr. Davis, this was a great conversation. I'm so glad that we had a couple minutes. Thank you for taking the time to chat with me. This is um, really something that's important for HR right now to get their arms around and think about how do we continue to you know, grow or influence or add to the great cultures we already have in this new environment. Yeah, I think it's important too. And I appreciate you having the conversation. And as we end this segment of it, I just really want to encourage everyone to continue to demonstrate empathy, continue to recognize that we all can play a role in building these inclusive cultures. And that if we just assume positive intent, cut people some slack, and again, make sure that we take good care of each other, that's what I think will help it make make it easier for all of us who are trying to pivot in the midst of this pandemic and, and come to a new reality. Wonderful. Thanks again. Thank you, Sherry. This podcast is brought to you by Paylocity, a leading HCM provider that frees you from the tasks of today so you can focus more on the promise of tomorrow. If you'd like to submit a topic or appear as a guest on a future episode, email us at pctytalks at paylocity.com.